Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Harrison Montgomery, VP of Marketing at Ariel, a tech company that's built a really cool geospatial augmented reality platform. Harrison, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. You know, hope everybody out there is doing well. Indeed. So let's start with one just really basic question. What, in fact, is a geospatial augmented reality platform? Excellent question. So how we like to pitch it is essentially there's two different types of realities. There's your reality that you're in, I guess three types, really. The reality you're in, augmented reality, and virtual reality. Virtual reality is kind of where you put the headset on, you're in a different environment, you don't really see your current environment that you're in, you're using the headsets, you're guiding around with controllers. We don't really deal in that space, we're more in the augmented, which is placing digital content in the world around you so that you can interact with things that aren't there, but they're like they're in your real environment. So what we do at Ariel is we're able to place content geospatially by that by that we mean we can place it based off of coordinates so longitude latitude and altitude um we can place things down to a millimeter level precision so essentially what that means is you know for the industries that we operate in are the real estate so we can put houses on the build lines exactly down to the millimeter based off their longitude and latitude and altitude and it's not going to move it's going to stay right there so the difference between us and say like AppleKit or Google or Google's ARKit is we don't have to scan anything to place the content. We can just simply tap a location. The, the experience knows exactly your location and we'll place it right there and anchor it right there. That's one of the big things that's different about us is we don't have to worry about ideal lighting conditions. We don't have to worry about poor GPS is we can just use your phone and it knows exactly where you're at. And I think that's one of the coolest things especially for these builders is, you know, a three foot difference can make the hugest mark of where you're building versus, you know, you have a sidewalk that's right there. And next thing you know, your house is a little bit closer to the sidewalk. And mm -hmm. then you get into the whole zoning issues and all that stuff. Right. Okay. And, and so this tool is, like I said, it's a really, really cool tech, although, you know, I'm not an expert in it. So, so, but just even just seeing demos of it on your website, it's like, whoa, that, that looks really amazing. And another thing that's really cool about your company, at least from my perspective, is that you guys have a podcast. Mm -hmm. It's called Groundbreakers. And mm -hmm. on it, you interview industry experts about big topics in, in, in augmented reality. So, mm -hmm. So when did you start the show and how did you get into it in, in the first place? Like what led you to say, yeah, we should start a podcast. Yeah. So uh, prior to me actually joining the company, I was big on the whole podcasting from my previous experiences. We'd used it as a platform to kind of just more of an entertainment, but you realize the reach that you can get with it. And so when I came to Ariel, I thought, you know, it's really a good idea that we probably want to educate our space. That was one of the biggest challenges when we are switched to the real estate industry is it's such an antiquated market yeah. that we needed to kind of get out there and let people know exactly what we do, how we help and how we're not a novelty. And so our biggest thing was, well, let's start a podcast and let's interview all these industry, industry experts. So say, for example, we take someone from an architecture firm, we're going to sit them down and we're going to look at their processes in architecture. We're going to say, hey, here's how you design Let's look at the commonalities of how you design your architecture versus how we design our technology. 
and you can kind of see how they flow together. So essentially our goal with it was to whole, you know, not only teach the industry about what we do, but also learn from them and learn their processes so that we can in turn create our product to be even better and more problem solving than what we already have. So it's kind of a brand validation in the sense that these industry experts learn about us and will then promote us. But also it's in the same turn for us as an internal is we learn a lot more about our customer that way. And by having that you know, knowledge of our customer is we can begin to create those relationships and grow from there. And then all of a sudden you have you know, people, especially in the real estate industry, it's a lot of word of mouth is once you have one person that's hooked, they know everybody. And then they're going to tell all their friends about the cool stuff. And then all of a sudden you have, you go from one person to, you know, hundreds of people. Yeah. Yeah. Now. So, okay. So one important role that the podcast plays in your marketing strategy is, as you've just described, it's an educational tool and a networking tool. Now, I mean, there are different ways you can do this, right? You can educate people Mm -hmm. through a blog or through a webinar and so on. So what is it about the podcast that, that you think brings a, a special value as compared to say a blog or a series of videos even? Yeah, I think it brings a more personal touch. You know, when you're face to face with someone, it's a lot easier to understand exactly what their emotions are like. You can understand their facial expressions. You can understand their tone of voice. You can kind of feel the excitement from the other side. And then at, it's from there, it's, it's a lot easier to, create a relationship. So we use it as kind of a prospecting, you know, we want to talk to obviously Mm -hmm. people that want to be clients, but that's not our end goal. Our end goal is to essentially just, we want to learn as much as possible from the industry and teach them and use it as a tool to teach others. But if, if a client comes from it, great, but the best thing we can do is then, you know, build the relationship with our host or with not with our hosts, with our guests, and then kind of continue on that conversation. So now they've, they've learned about us They've learned about what we do. They learned about how we fit in, but we're not, you know, pressuring them into any sales opportunity. We just want to learn as much as possible. And I think the biggest thing in sales is I feel like sometimes people can get pushy. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I get a lot of spam emails Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, constant, you know, you can tell they're automated and they just push and push and push. And, you know, it's, it's something to just separate yourself in the sales process. It allows you to get your name out there to these clients without subconsciously letting them know, you know, hey, we are a potential customer for you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we just want to build that relationship right from the get-go and just kind of let it blossom from there. And just once you've had it, then you can kind of, you know, I know you know this in the podcast game, but, you know, when you get to the end, you can say, hey, is there anybody you think would be great for this podcast? Right. And of course, everyone knows someone, you know, that's, that's the great thing. And everyone wants to validate themselves, essentially. I'm not too, too I don't, I'm not sure if you're too familiar with Nir Yal and his no. hooked model. So he did a study kind of on the tribal effect of marketing and the human psychology really feels validated when they give recommendations and someone else takes it. Mm. So, you know, I would get value of saying, Hey, you know, Jeremy, I got this other marketer for another company. They would be great for your podcast. It makes me feel good. It makes me, you know, feel like I'm more of part of a community. And that's all that we want as a human. So as you build these relationships, you're building your community. And not only are you building your community, you're building your pipeline. Yeah, great. I, I 
totally agree with everything you just said. So, so what's something about producing a podcast that you've learned that surprised you or that, you know, it was, was different than you assumed it was going to be like when you first started? Long story short, my background prior to joining the company was producing TV shows, which is a whole different animal versus podcasts. You know, yeah. you've, you know, I, I would sit down for a whole day and put together topics and, and keep your talent on track of what we're going to hit because you have to hit for certain sponsors and stuff. But the biggest thing I learned about a podcast is the more conversational it becomes, the more free flowing you let your overarching topic take the, I guess, take the reins and not kind mm -hmm. of be segmented down to exact questions. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned. The next biggest thing is, you know, there's a lot different, more intricacies. So, you know, you had to record your podcast. You have to set it up on Apple. You have to set it up on Spotify. And there's a whole sorts of different things. I, the RSS feed, that was new to me mm -hmm. of how you have to set it up on that and then get that going before you can even start looking at Spotify and Apple. But I think the biggest thing is, you know, it's a different world of marketing a podcast and producing the podcast than it is for TV or normal marketing, because it's a different certain, it's a different kind of content. And when you have all these different kinds of contents, you can't just blanket a certain marketing strategy to all of it. You've got to, you know, engage your audience. You can't just say, hey, tweet it out. I've got a podcast, listen to it. No one's, you know, no one's going to click on just a link, just basically by, you want to give them something, you know, whether it be a short video clip or a, mm -hmm. you know, interesting quote from the podcast, you want to give them something that's going to draw them in. And with other, you know, ad campaigns that we have, it's more of you, you want to draw them into a click. But there's more, there's more to it with the podcast game than there is with normal marketing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's certainly right. I totally agree. It's it's different, at least. Maybe not not necessarily harder or easier than anything else, but it's its own thing, right? So so speaking right. of which, I mean, you've already mentioned creating assets for people to share, but what's your general strategy for growing the podcast audience and getting the word out about it? Yeah. So fortunately for us, we have a pretty vast network of individuals that we've already uh, interviewed or mm -hmm. in our LinkedIn's. And so one of the big things that we've noticed is Fridays on LinkedIn's are Friday afternoon is somehow the most shared time for videos. Mm -hmm. So one of the big things for us is, you know, we've, we've gotten into all these AEC groups, we've gotten into all these networks. So we, we'll go in, we'll post not only on our company site, We'll have our employees share it as well, but then we'll go into these groups and we'll just link it. We won't post the whole video because we don't want to muddle up someone's timeline, but we will go in and say, Hey, by the way, new post, check us out and let it grow from there. So the biggest thing for us is, you know, obviously we want as much audience on the podcast as possible, but we want to get a brand awareness from it. And by that, and I know I know they might seem similar, but we want to essentially see as many people looking at our brand. Mm -hmm. So for so if someone's not clicking on the podcast but still seeing our brand and seeing what we're about, they're still going to be drawn into it. And so that's the big thing is you want shares as much as possible, at least in our industry. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. different for for everybody else. You know, I know a sports industry is going to want more of the the subscribes, the clicks, and everything. Yeah. You know, but we want to draw people eventually to our site. We want people to understand what Ariel is. And I think, you know, seeing the podcast out there, seeing the logo, seeing the name, it's just a new way of kind of getting your name out there. And so 
one of the big things that we'll do is just use social media. We will you know, tweet it. We will Instagram it. We will LinkedIn it. Uh, we don't operate really much on Facebook just because our audience doesn't live there. So we will essentially use our network to use those network effects and just continue to share it. So how well has all this worked so far? How well is the podcast meeting the goals that you set out for it? How do you measure that? Good question. Well, so we actually have not released our first episode yet. Our strategy is we've recorded three so far. We want to record two more. That way we're ahead of the game. So we're rec- we, want to, we want to release weekly. And, you know, we're kind of still a smallish company, you know, of 20 employees. But uh, so we all wear different hats in the company. So we want to kind of have this five set ready to go. That way we can post week one. If we don't get a guest week two, we know we can get a guest or two week three film and still stay ahead of the game. We want to be able to, we don't want things to get stale early on. You know, obviously you get to a point, you know, around the holidays and stuff like that where guests are hard to find. Um, So what we'll do there is we'll repurpose content and we'll, you know, drive, you know, earlier shows that we thought were really good, put them in those situations. And then kind of that way we're staying ahead as much as possible. Ideally, I'd like to stay two weeks ahead, but if I'm one Mm -hmm. week ahead as a, as I'm the sole producer, editor, everything for it. You know, I'd like to stay one week ahead. That way I can kind of have two weeks to edit, make sure everything's good on the video side and on the audio side. Um, So that's where we're at. We have two more to record. Those are coming up next. I'm losing this. What's today? The 10th. Okay. So we have one next week and then one the following week. And then we will be ready to launch the biggest thing for a success for us would just kind of be under, I'm not going to say it's a numbers game because you obviously want the numbers, but I think the biggest success for us would be sticking augmented reality in the real estate industry and making it a mainstay. People understand like, Hey, we're not like Pokemon go. We are actually Mm -hmm. solving a pain point and they know exactly what we're coming to. And so when they come to us and come to our website, they already know what we do and how we're helped. So they're ready to see a demo and we go from there. Okay. Now you've mentioned video a couple times. Mm-hmm. So you're publishing audio ver you're going to publish an audio version and a video version. Are you going to publish full episodes in video? Is that part um, of the plan? So we're going to post on on like Instagram and Twitter we will just do snippets. Mm-hmm. On LinkedIn we will do the full you know as long as it's within a time frame. We tr- we try and keep them between 15 to 20 minutes, make them really short for people. But if they go over then we might split it into two episodes. I think one of the one of the great things one of our we actually just had an architect interview not too long ago that interview went an hour. But I'm not you know it was one of those things where it's like it's such good conversation that you can split it up into multiple right. episodes. And you know TV trick is you know I had a three camera shoot, you know two shot, one shot of each is mm-hmm. you know if if I want to split it up, I can now tell my host to say, hey, you know, we need to go reshoot a wrap to wrap one of your questions and then reshoot an entry for the other one. So what I'll do there is I'll just kind of edit those together and make sure that he's dressed in the same clothes, same shot and everything, and then just kind of split it up. So ideally, to answer your – to go back to your original question, sorry, I'm going off on a lot of tangents, <laughs> is okay. um, on LinkedIn, we will post the full video editor uh, – interview as well as on Vimeo and YouTube. Okay, very cool. So what's your advice for marketing teams that are thinking about podcasting? My advice would be, you know, go for it. I think, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, nowadays you can, 
you know, film a recording with a mic, you know, your FaceTime camera. We, you, you use Riverside. I think Riverside's a great platform to use it for. You know, it's, it's pretty easy to do. I think the biggest thing though is, you know, go in with a plan. Don't just go in blind, have a idea of what you want to gain out of the podcast and then kind of go from there, whether that be, you know, you want to get more customers, you want to educate someone, you just want to talk, you know, that's, that's okay too. But I would say go for it. It's, it's a great and easy way to get your brand out there and to get your name out there and get your customers and fans engaging with you more. Excellent. Couldn't agree more. Well, Harrison, thank you so much for that, for all your great insights, for a great conversation. Thank you, Jeremy. I'm glad to glad that we did this. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.